You're listening to the Property Nomads podcast, your one-stop shop for property, business, and travel-related content, tying it all together to help guide you towards success. If you like the podcast, please share with others, subscribe, and leave us a review. So get your gear together and let's get going. Law of Attraction versus Genetics. Very in-depth episode, more of a ramble, more of a rant, I suppose, to an extent about which one should you follow. And this is all on the basis of if you have a condition or you tune to work in a certain way, at what point, you know, how do you find that balance? Because a lot of people that talk about law of attraction, affirmations, and, you know, if you say it or write it down and keep repeating it, you're going to turn into that very thing. I accept that. And I've got my own affirmations on my wall at home as well. At the same time, if you are genetically tuned to work in a certain way, what if you keep then utilizing the law of attraction, but it's rubbing up against the genetics and you're, you're fighting almost like a losing battle. So we're going to go into that. I want to give a shout out to Alex Dominienko, who had a fantastic coffee with a while ago and actually gave the idea for this episode. So a big thank you to you, Alex, for saying that there should be a follow. It's a shame we weren't recording at the time because that conversation we had about 45 minutes was absolutely phenomenal. So I'm not going to go into what the law of attraction is. Effectively, if you believe it, it will happen. You know, you sort of build up this inside you where if you keep telling yourself that something's going to happen and you keep believing you I don't know you're attracted to wealth you're attracted to intelligent hard-working interesting people anything that you want to believe but over time because of your affirmations because you personally believe that that's going to happen that will happen I'm a firm believer of the law of attraction I love the law of attraction I know you might be listening to this thinking well what is it well go and check it out I believe the book's written by Rhonda Byrne I think I'll put a link in the show notes anyway there's some people that are going to be, yep, yeah, I know what the law of attraction is. It's fantastic. This has helped me do X, Y, and Z. Given all the recent things and talking about being tuned in to work a certain way. So if you have got Asperger's or autism, or you know that through trial and experience, okay, that you work in very well in a certain way. So key thing about this is focus. Focus is quite a divisive subject because many people will say, especially in today's modern society, that if you focus on one task at a time and you put your concentration and everything into that task, you will get that task done more efficiently and a lot quicker. If you get distracted from that task, so you might be distracted by your phone, you might be distracted by an email that pops up. I think there's some scientific evidence or research out there that suggests it takes 21 minutes for yourself to refocus properly So you're then back in flow. Now, if you're trying to work on an hour's piece of work and you are distracted three times, effectively, that hour's worth of work is going to take you two hours. You're doubling your workload. So this is where this sort of comes in. There's not really a right or wrong answer to this. It's more of just giving you an opinion on what I think, coming from the side of focus, of course. For things I've implemented over the last couple of months on a personal level, what I've found is... Yes, there's been a lot of juggling going on with different things that have been happening. But the times I've enabled myself to focus on one thing at a time, I have got it done quicker. I have got it done more efficiently. And I would say, hand on heart, that that work has been more effective. That's because you're clearing out your distractions. So phone's on airplane mode, email is off, or you haven't got the you know multiple browser screens up. You're literally working on one thing at a time. If you're not distracted and people can't get hold of you, then it's you and your work. Now, the paradox to that completely is that if 
many people have this fear of missing out FOMO, especially in today's society of social media, social media, social media. If you're getting distracted all the time, then the tasks that you can do or the simple tasks that you can do that are going to take up a bit of time are going to start to take a lot longer because you're going to be jumping from getting distracted on your phone and then you check out Instagram, you know, next thing you know, you're on Facebook, then you're looking at, you know, cat videos on YouTube or whatever, all of these various things. And this happened to all of us before. Having the focus and understanding how you work is important. So if you know genetically that, again, now let's just say you have autism, you have Asperger's, and you know that you don't like the surrounding sounds or you're much better at just focusing on one task at a time, then my opinion is go and do that. Go and focus on one task at a time. Don't just give in to what everyone else thinks. Don't just give in to what everyone else says and does. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be you. And stick to that. Don't worry about what anyone else thinks. You know, it's very easy nowadays to get sidetracked. It's very easy to be, you know, in this situation where there's so much external pressure coming from, you know, other people or social media and stuff like that. And in my opinion, the easiest way is to block that all out. If you block that all out and you create your own set of rules, then you're working with time. You're not having time work against you. Getting flustered all the time, trying to you know, juggle a multitude of things. When you haven't got the ability to juggle a multitude of things and you're trying to juggle a multitude of things, that is going to lead to a breakdown. That's going to lead to a meltdown. And that's what's happened to myself. This is why getting into this, you know, even more so realigning values, realigning life values, realigning you know, what am I actually good at? What am I not so good at? And I'm sure it's going to be people, you know, listening to this, they're going to be in the same boat going, wow, this makes a lot of sense. Then if that makes a lot of sense, then it's the getting over the fear of missing out. Getting over the fact that if you are concentrating on, let's say you're concentrating on getting a deal over the line and it's taking up a lot of time. Now, all the time that you're getting the deal over the line, you're talking to vendors, talking to estate agents, letting agents, whatever, or planning if you're going down that route, you might then not be on your social media. Or you might miss an email and you might miss an email with another deal. So, okay, whilst that's not ideal, these things happen. We will inevitably miss out. We do not have this ability to be everywhere all the time, 24 hours a day. And that's what people need to get out of their heads, especially if they're trying to focus on one thing. So focus, 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 cut out other people. So what I mean by that, you know, cut out the way, uh, how easily accessible you are to other people. Uh, Turn your notifications off on your phone. This is something we mentioned before in the podcast. Turn your notifications off. Uh, that's for email, WhatsApp, Facebook Messenger, all of those sort of things. So that way, rather than you being responsive to other people, you're in control of your time. And that's important. If you're in control of your time, then you can dedicate what you do, when you do, how you do it. That can be considered quite selfish. Yeah, of course it is. But are we as individuals, are you as an individual, are you here to bow to everyone else's demands in life? I'm not convinced that you are. I certainly am not. This is why conscious decisions have been made to not be as active on social media to then have the main point of contact the single point of contact to an extent to be email that way everything's going to come to the same inbox and if someone wants to get hold of you they'll write to you they'll get hold of you it shows that there's effort there and if there's effort there then that can be reciprocated now on the flip side this is where the visions and values comes in and lifestyle design if you want to be a multi-millionaire you want to be a billionaire uh, you want to you know, whatever goals you set yourself, that's great. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. If you are setting goals like that, hats off to you. I hope you achieve them. I really do. If you've got the law of attraction, of course, you will end up more than likely to go and achieve everything you're after. That does come at a cost. And that cost is, well, what hours are you putting in? What are your 
personal relationships like? Um, how distracted are you going to get? Because again, you can still fall into the trap of, well, I want to be a multimillionaire, I want to be a billionaire, and I've got to do these 15 things at once. If you're good at doing those 15 things at once and you can physically and mentally do 15, 16, 17 hour days, day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out to get to where you need to go, then great, that's absolutely fantastic. You've got congruency there. What happens is if you want all of that and then you realize that you're not good at multitasking and you're better at focusing on one thing at a time, is that equally as effective? Well, depending on who you read, who you listen to, people argue it's more effective. Some people say, well, no, it's not because if you're missing out on the opportunities or you're not social media and you're not telling people about everything that's going on, people can't be attracted to you. If people aren't attracted to you, then, you know, that people aren't going to offer you money and you're going to be less opportunities. And, you know, and you can just tell from just that tone of voice and everything like that, that it's this whirlwind effect, this absolute whirlwind effect. So therefore, you go back to knowing yourself, going back to knowing yourself as a person. What are your values? What do you value? Do you value security? Do you value financial freedom? Uh, if so, why? Uh, is it time freedom that you value to have the time to be able to do what you want when you want within reason? Or is it the time freedom in terms of, I'm just happy I don't have to go to work? You know, you could be living off £1,500 a month. And if that's good enough for your circumstances and you're able to live a, an okay life on £1,500, then great. So time freedom isn't necessarily about you know, having, you know, do what you want when you want on a grand scheme of things. It could be a very basic time freedom as well. There's no right or wrong. Having travelled for many a year, I kind of go towards the the latter there, a couple of grand a month, happy days. Don't have to think about things then. Other values you might have, learning and personal growth, you know, knowing who you are. Some people don't want to get to know who they are. And that's important because if you get to know who you are and then you work with your strengths, working with your strengths is crucial. You can move forward and move forward and you can move forward in a better way. Other values, you know, discipline, congruency, integrity, security, authenticity, or a key one, do what you love and love what you do. For me, that's right up there. Do what you love and love what you do. If you love going around and about traveling, do more of it. If you love recording podcasts, record them. If you love being able to write books, write them. If you love to do property deals, do them. You know, We've had many people on the podcast before, some people that actively don't enjoy property. But enjoy the benefits the property give so if you enjoy the benefits that the property gives you but you don't necessarily enjoy property then work around build a team within the property sphere and just keep reminding yourself of your values at the top knowing why are you doing it why are you doing property know that that's more important knowing that the end result is more important than the actual process i think there's a phrase out there that you know people want the baby but don't want the labor pains so it goes along those lines as well and that only works if you know who you are this is where the genetics comes in as well. That yes, it's important to an extent that we don't want to label ourselves, you know, like I am good at this or I am bad at this. Because if you keep telling yourself that, that's where the law of attraction comes in. If you keep saying, I am, I'm poor organizing. But if you keep telling yourself that, you're labeling yourself, because you keep saying it, you'll keep believing it. And then you just get into that spiral. This is where the whole point of the episode comes in. At some point, you just have to, you know, forgive my French in advance, you just have to say, fuck it bollocks to it this is who i am this is how i work this is how i'm going to do it might have a degree of flexibility in there but it's got to say this is how i am this is what i'm going to do this is how i'm going to do it then communicate that with other people and don't be shameful to do that because at the end of the day 
if you're very direct with how you want to work, how you want to be, and what you want to do, okay, you might lose a couple of friends along the way. You might lose a couple of contacts along the way. But if what you're doing is pushing you closer to your values and it's making you more aligned with your values, in my opinion, that's way more important. Knowing your values and sticking to them and working with them. Knowing who you are as a person, knowing your strengths and working with your strengths as well. Many people will say, well, yeah, but you should work on your weaknesses and all that sort of stuff. No, absolutely not. You should have an awareness of them. Absolutely. That I agree with. Have an awareness of your areas for improvement, weaknesses, but focus on your strengths. I think it was um, The Art of War by Sun Tzu. Apologies if that pronunciation's bad. I think it was Sun Tzu, The Art of War. You focus on your strengths and you attack your opponent's weaknesses and you don't win a war by digging a hole. So with all the news that you have, whether it's, you know, you might be on the autism spectrum or an investor pulled out of a deal or anything like that, or you know you're not good at juggling a multitude of things at the same time, or you know that you're better focusing on one thing at a time, whatever it is, know your strengths. The only way you can know your strengths is by working out what your values are. There's a lot of psychometric testing you can do online as well. If you haven't done any of that, like the Tony Robbins disc profile or any, any of those tests, go and do them because they're incredibly important. If you're going to do that, do answer the questions truthfully as well because uh, the better representation you have of yourself and the better understanding you have of yourself, the easier this is going to be. And of course, no one's perfect. So, you know, don't be afraid of what other people are going to think of you. You are yourself. No one's perfect. You are yourself. Work with yourself. Whether you have things that are genetically been passed down and you are a certain way great no shame in that work with that work with your strengths and do that that's my belief people say well work on your weaknesses all that all that no work on your strengths get other people to help you with your weaknesses to an extent but focus on your strengths if you focus on your strengths and you do one thing at a time you will probably find out you're going to get a lot more done okay yes you might lose people along the way that's where that personal battle comes in that's you know something that i'm not really able to help you with to be perfectly honest with you that's something you have to deal with yourself if you follow down your path you're true to who you are you're true to how you work you're comfortable with that and you know you've just got this single track mind you will probably get a lot more done mentioned it on the podcast before a book called deep work by cal newport go and buy that book it is fantastic make that your bible as such his examples and everything are phenomenal so go and do that so law of attraction genetics really as with many things in life it's about finding that balance you've got to find that balance do not have a fear of missing out people miss out on things all the time and especially for those in the property industry there are always opportunities it doesn't matter what the market's doing it doesn't matter where you are what you're doing how you're operating of course operate legally um, but in terms of part of property, you're in, so you might be podcasting, you might be sourcing HMOs, etc. Et There's always opportunities within property, no matter what's going on. Always, always opportunities. Don't fear missing out and get people to work with you. People will work with you because they like you. People will want to talk with you because they like you and, you know, figure out what your strengths are. As I mentioned before and I mentioned again, having a plethora of social media and having many different ways to people to contact me is very inconducive i'm not even sure if that's a word unconducive inconducive it's not a good thing <laughs> because the ability to juggle that is something i don't have and even then if you get someone to do that for you you still get a bunch of questions anyway all so and so asks this so and so asks that for me that's way too mind-boggling hence with everything we said the best way to get hold of me is to email me 
Of course, if you're lucky enough to have my number, WhatsApp me or text me. Texting normally works. I don't have more WhatsApp notifications on my phone. I mean, that's just an example. But some people who are great at juggling many different things, it might love to have 10, 15 different social medias. And they might be on social media three or four hours a day because they know by doing that, by providing value that way, they might get more people off the money. And they get more people off the money, they can do more property deals or more business transactions. If they do that, they can then grow and do this and do that and do this, do that. I'm of the complete opposite. Um, I like to have a few ways of where people can get hold of me and to have a very small group. I'm talking a very small group of people. The thing with that is with that group is making sure that that group is very receptive and, you know, shout out to what Alex and I said to each other on the initial conversation, the initial coffee that we had is if you're property sourcing or you're trying to raise money for something and you've got 10 clients, but you know those 10 clients have been vetted. You know those 10 clients are good to go. You know these 10 clients are serious. Why would you need to go anywhere else? Just think about that. If you have everything that you need, and you know, British people can still get funny. We still get funny about our money. We still get funny about talking, uh, you know, about money online or whatever, you know, to other people. But if you've got 10 people that you know you can go to, and you know, if you find a deal that within a couple of phone calls, to your list of 10 people you know the deal's gone why would you need to go anywhere else just a thought bear that in mind that's what alex and i discussed as well and if you've got that and you're a private person and then you don't want to be on social media then you don't need to be on social media because you've got your core set of people behind you and then you work on those relationships you can see this episode can go on and on and on and on and on but as with anything and written in by to let how to get started we've said this on the podcast before you got to do what's right for you. The way that you can do what's right for you is by figuring out who you are and what you want. If you don't know who you are, go and chat to people. But, you know, I say you don't know who you are. If you think you've got some underlying thing as well, something that you want to get checked, and, you know, men are notoriously bad at not wanting to go and get stuff done uh, or go to the doctors or, or, you know, open up. Men find it, traditionally, it's a lot harder to do. So go and speak to people. Go and find out more about yourself. The minute you do that, and then the minute you know, rework your values, the minute you've got all that aligned, then you'll know the path that you need to take. And it's just about having the cojones to go and do that. You might lose some people on the way, that's life. 7.5 billion people in the world, I think everyone you know has a friend somewhere. I'd like to think that everyone has a friend somewhere, someone that they can find in, someone that they can go to. And if by any reason you don't, then you know go and find someone, be active, go and find someone, be honest with them, chat with them. You know, Work on yourself as as well, because the minute you know who you are and how you work, you're then going to be able to take those massive, massive steps forward. And as I said, you might lose a few people on the way. Know what works for you. Don't try and cater into everyone else's demands all the time. If you do that and you're defocusing from tasks, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. That is my opinion on that. So law of attraction versus genetics. They both work to an extent without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, Sun's out of the art of war. Focus on your strengths. Attack your opponent's weaknesses, and you don't win a war by digging a hole. So you've got to take one step forward, one foot in front of the other. Keep going, keep moving forward without a shadow of a doubt. Hopefully, you found that useful. Got some good things coming up. We've got a fantastic episode uh, interview back into the interview format next week with Joanne O'Connor talking about uh, HMOs, property, and, and, and boats as well. So that's going to be pretty cool. But listen out. Also got a. Uh, Another cool interview with uh, Stuart Lorden of Lord Panda Property as well. So listen out for them. Also, as a reminder from a week or two ago, 
If you want to be part of the latest book, then you've got until the 29th of February to send me your top property tip. What you need to do, just a reminder, email rob at thepropertynomads.com in the email heading and you want my top property tip. And then you need to answer the following two questions. Number one, what is your top property tip? Number two, why is that your top property tip? The more content you can provide, the better. We've had some fantastic responses so far, but keep them coming in. At the bottom of that email or Word document, however you want to do it, pop your name, any social media links that you've got on there that you want used in the book, great, no problem, add them. And also uh, a disclaimer, just to say that you are happy for what you've written to be used in book format. As long as you're not personally slating someone or insulting someone, of course, it would all have to be edited first anyway. But if you do that, that'd be fantastic. Also, you get a free gift doing that as well. So upon release of the book, robertthepropertynomads.com, my top property tip. Number one, what is your top property tip? Number two, why is that your top property tip? Pop your name, any social media links at the bottom, and just confirmation that you're happy for what you've written to be used in the book. You'll also get a free gift upon the release of the book as well. And this is available. Get your emails into me, get your top tips into me by the 29th of February, 2020. Until next time, hasta luego.